0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word every single day for just a short time, about 13 minutes or so. But even that short period of time, well, that keeps us in God's Word. And that's important for keeping us in touch with our Heavenly Father and also with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It helps us to stay focused on our soul salvation and also to have a better frame of mind to be able to deal with whatever life throws at us each day. But, you know, being in God's word consistently like this also helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. We always encourage you, help people in your life who you know Probably some within your own family need to change their focus in life. They need to start thinking about their soul's salvation and their relationship with God. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every day. Help them get into God's word. Now, you can do that easily through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means. But make that commitment and start sharing every day with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can. What a great blessing it will be for somebody to end up in heaven because you got them turned around by getting them into God's word. But that will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. How about your faith? How is it? Four times Jesus used the statement of rebuke and instruction and correction when he said, O oh, you of little faith. Have you thought about that particular statement? That description of an individual person's faith? O oh, you of little faith? How little is too little? Or maybe we should put it a different way. How much faith is still too little faith? We talked about doubting. Doubting is one of the most effective tools the devil has in his toolbox. If he can get a person to doubt that he can live the faithful life before God through Christ, in other words, to be a faithful Christian, then he's got that person. And doubting is probably one of the most effective hindrances the devil uses to keep many people from making up their mind to become a Christian. Well, We must believe in God, Hebrews 11 and verse 6. We must believe in Jesus, John 8 and verse 24, if we want to be saved. But we also then need to live the faithful life that comes after becoming a Christian. Now, can you live that faithful life? Jesus said, be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. I would suggest to you that most people who say, you know, I don't, I don't know that I could live that life. I, I doubt that I can be a faithful Christian on a consistent basis, but they still have faith in God. They still have faith in Christ, but it's not saving faith because their faith is lacking. It is too little faith to make that commitment to give their lives to the Lord, to accept his invitation to come to him, Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28 and 29. And so they hold back. But Jesus said, not only do we need to have enough faith to become a Christian, but we need then to live a faithful life before him until our time on this earth is over. Be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life. Eternal life with God in heaven depends first upon our developing our faith. Well, as we keep emphasizing, that's a big part of what today's Bible class is all about, getting us into God's Word so we can develop our faith and then grow in our faith and stay strong in our faith. But then we have to put that faith into action through obedience and dedication on a consistent basis, and that's faithfulness. Can you have that much faith? Can your faith be that strong? Well, Jesus encourages us that, yes, he will be there for us. You can live that faithful life if you will walk with him. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Matthew 6 and verse 33. And the scriptures also encourage us that we can live the faithful Christian life if we will lean on God and we'll lean on our Savior. Paul the Apostle wrote, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God does not ask us to do it alone, all by ourselves, through our own strength, by ourselves. No, he says, I'll be there with you. James said, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. James chapter four, verses seven and eight. Our faith is crucial to our standing against temptation. In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 16, the Apostle Paul wrote this, Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Now a lot of people think, I, I, I just, I, I'm not that strong in my faith. I, I can't do it. I can't resist the temptation. Your faith will be your shield against all of those attempts on the part of the devil to lead you into temptation to sin. You see, it's up to you. The devil can't make you sin. But your faith, you can rely on that if you will really focus on your faith to stay faithful, to stay true to God and to Christ. In, the, in Psalm 125, verses 1 and 2, Notice the encouraging instructions from the psalmist. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion. Mount Zion? How big, how tall, how firm, how strong strong is a mountain? Are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forever. Oh yes, God will be with you and help you to stay faithful, to continue successfully living that faithful life. Remember what we've emphasized two or three times during this particular study, that God is faithful to not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but with the temptation will make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13 if you stay with god faithfully god will be faithful to you at the same time on an ongoing basis now what about that statement from our lord that he uttered four times on four different occasions oh you of little faith four times he used that phrase it is a phrase of rebuke and it also is a statement of instruction and correction. Jesus did not write off the people to whom he said, oh, you of little faith. That was descriptive of their present faith condition. But he wasn't done with them. He was rebuking them, yes. But he was also instructing them and correcting them. They did not have to live, have to remain in that condition of weak faith. Now, what was one of the occasions on which Jesus used that statement? Oh, you of little faith. Well, if we let worry overcome our faith in God to see us through whatever might be confronting us, challenging our faith, then our faith is too little. If we let worry set aside our strength in our faith, then our faith is too little. When teaching on the necessities of life and God's power to care for us in those times of need, Jesus said, now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith, therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? And then in verse 33, well, in verse 32 of Matthew chapter 6, and we we were reading verses 30 and 31, in, in verse 32, Jesus went on and said that after all these things the Gentiles seek, that is the unbelievers. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Jesus is saying, don't let worry about the necessities of life keep you from being faithful to God. God knows you need all of those things. But how many times do we kind of sit and go through a mental hand-wringing exercise? What's gonna happen? What will we do? What if things happen this way or that way? Or what if things don't change? Or what if things go on the way they're going right now? What will we do? How will we have money? How will we be able to buy food? How will we be able to buy the medicine the doctor prescribes for us? And on and on and on and on and on. Jesus says, do not worry. Don't let worry keep you separated from God. God will help you in your time of need. We need to take that encouragement to heart. In fact, we need to take it as a promise, as a promise. In Luke chapter 12 and verse 32, we read something very important for us to understand and grasp. In Luke 12 and verse 32, Jesus said, Do not fear, little flock, for it is, it, it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. We need to be careful that we don't let fear hold us back from being faithful to God on a consistent basis. Now, the first time that we look at here that Jesus used that, Statement of rebuke and instruction and correction, O you of little faith, was over people worrying about the necessities of life, about how they could continue on with their life in a positive way. Worry. We need not worry and let that separate us from our God. Keep us from being unfaithful to him. We'll look at that second one, fear, next time. Let's pray. Father, help us to recognize that we don't need to worry if we're walking with you. We may not have all of the luxuries of life, but we'll have your care, your comfort, your strength, and ultimately your salvation and eternal life. Help us to learn to put our cares upon you and trust you to take care of us. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.